Hello, I'm Karen Alvarado, co-artistic director of Thinkery and Verse, and you're listening to Decameron 2020, a storytelling podcast putting Boccaccio's Decameron in conversation with modern pandemic experiences. In the eighth story of the first day, Loretta tells the story of a well-regarded court entertainer who, with a few clever words, checked the avarice of a stingy rich man. Madame Loretta sat next to Philostratus when she heard the witty conceit of Bergamino. Knowing somewhat what she was to say next, without injunction or command, pleasantly thus began. This last discourse, fair and virtuous company, induces me to tell you of an honest courtier who similarly reprimanded the base covetousness of a merchant of extraordinary wealth, which tale, although in effect it may seem to resemble the former, Perhaps it will prove no less pleasing to you and that it ends just as well. Not long ago, there lived in Genova a gentleman named Signor Edminio de Grimaldi, who, as everyone well knew, was more rich in inheritances and ready sums of money than any other known citizen in Italy. And as he surpassed other men in wealth, so did he likewise excel them in wretched avarice, being so miserably greedy and covetous that no man in the world could be wickeder. Because not only did he keep his purse locked away from pleasures, he also denied needful things to himself, enduring many miseries and distresses solely to avoid expenses, which was contrary to the Genovans' general custom, a people who always delighted in being decently clothed and to feed upon the best. Because of Herminio's most miserable baseness, the Genovans took from him the surname of Grimaldi and called him Master Herminio the Covetous Miser, a nickname very notably agreeing with his tight-fisted nature. It came to pass that as Herminio spent nothing but only multiplied his daily wealth by infinite means, that a civil, honest gentleman, a courtier of ready wit and versed speaker of languages, came to Genova. He was named Guillaume Bossier, a man very different from diverse courtiers these days. For today's courtiers, whose shameful and graceless manners allow them to maintain their lifestyles, are called and believed to be gentlemen, especial favorites, or as much more fitting they should be called knaves and villains, being born and bred in filthiness and skillful in every kind of basis behavior, not fit to come in princes' courts. For whereas in past times they spent their days and pains in making peace when gentlemen were at war or dissension, or checking in on honest marriages between friends and familiars, and with loving speeches would calm disturbed minds, desiring none but commendable exercises in court, and sharply reproving disordered life or ill actions in any or none at all, these courtiers nowadays employ all their pains in detractions, sowing questions and quarrels between one another, sparing no lies and falsehoods. Nay, no, what's worse, 
They do this in the presence of any man, abrading him with injuries, shames, and scandals, true or not true, given the smallest occasion, and by false and deceitful flatteries and villainies of their own inventing, they make gentlemen become as vile as themselves, for which detestable qualities they are better beloved and respected by their criminal lords, and recompensed in a more bountiful manner than deserving men of virtuous carriage." An argument proving that goodness has gone up to heaven and forsaken these loathed lower regions where men are drowned in the mud of all abominable vices. But, returning where I left off, being led out of my way by a just and religious anger against such deformity, this gentleman, Master Guillaume Bossier, was willingly seen and gladly welcomed by all the best men in Genova. Having remained some few days in the city, and after hearing much talk of the miserable covetousness of Master Herminio, grew increasingly interested in seeing him. Master Herminio, howsoever he was covetously inclined, already understood that this gentleman, Master Guillaume Boursier, was virtuously disposed and reflected sparks of a noble nature. Bossieux gave him very good words and gracious entertainment, discoursing with him on various occasions. While in the company of other Genovans, Herminio brought Bossieux to a newly erected house of his, a building of great cost and beauty, where, after he'd shown him all the various rarities, he began thus. Master Guillaume, no doubt you have heard and seen many things and can suggest some quaint conceit or device to be fairly painted and displayed at the entrance of the great hall of my house. Master Guillaume, hearing him speak so simply, returned him this answer. Sir, I cannot advise you in anything so rare or unseen as you speak of, nor can I tell you how to sneeze upon a full and overstuffed stomach to avoid base humors that stupefy the brain or other matters of the like quality. But if you would be taught one good deed and had a disposition to see it fairly affected, I could describe to you an excellent emblem by which, as yet, you never came acquainted. Master Herminio, hearing him say this, expected no such answer as he had said— Good Master Guillaume, tell me what it is, and on my faith I will have it fairly painted. Whereto Master Guillaume suddenly replied, Do nothing but this, sir. Paint over the portal at your hall's entrance the lively picture of liberality, to bid all your friends better welcome than you have previously shown them. When Master Hedminio heard these words, he became possessed with such a sudden shame that his complexion changed from its former paleness, and answered thus, Master Guillaume, I will have your emblem so honestly depicted over my gate that she, liberality, shall give so good a welcome to all my guests that both you and all these gentlemen shall say, I have both seen her and become reasonably acquainted with her. From that time forward, the words of Master Guillaume were so effective with Signor Herminio that in his time, he became the most bountiful and best housekeeper in Genova, no man more honorable and friendly to welcome both strangers and citizens than he.
was narrated by Ashley Bufkin. Thank you for listening to this episode of Decameron 2020 by Thinkery and Verse. If you liked what you heard, you can tune into more stories from the Decameron and discussions between our storytellers right here on Buzzsprouts or wherever you download your podcasts. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word. For more from Thinkery and Verse, you can check us out on social media at Thinkery Ampersand Verse on Facebook and Thinkery underscore and underscore verse on Instagram or by going to our website, thinkeryandverse.org. Thanks again for listening. Be well.